welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yes, indeed. Another episode of Sacramento's number one podcast. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it, Jason. Sacramento, Sacramento's number one podcast. J Street Vibes here. I'm Kenny Caraway. Jason Jones riding with me here as uh, we just finished watching the Sacramento Kings lose again in Golden State. Doesn't matter if it's Oracle or Chase. It just it just never ends well over there. I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is. The only good thing about this is the fact that the Kings don't have to go there no more this year. so we're done with them for the for the season that's a positive but they lose 116 113 in a heartbreaker jason steph curry goes for 47 17 of his 47 in the fourth quarter the kings led pretty much the whole way i'd say put a percentage on it they probably led 87 percent of the game yeah, I mean, outside of the early start, they were in control almost all night. I mean, and then it's like that third quarter run happens. And you say, see, they took the punch and they withstood it. They're going to stay in this. And then just, you know, late in the game, Steph decided I'm not going to lose another game in a row. The losing streak ends. And the only part when I look at that game that kind of just baffles me is, the, you know, that last possession for the Warriors where, you know, there's no shot clock. And they just don't well, foul. Well, well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me break it down here, and I want to see what your, what your thinking is, where the blame goes because they, the Air Fox, it's a jump shot with twenty six seconds left on the game clock, put them within one, mm-hmm. two, two and a half second differential on, between the game clock and the shot clock. You can, you can make whatever decision you want to make at that point. I'm sitting there saying. Play it out because you have a timeout. Play it out. Try and get a stop, and and get a you know get the ball back. Call a timeout with maybe you know nobody really shoots with zero on the on the shot clock. You might get it with about three seconds to go, down one. Hopefully, the Kings look like they're about to play it out. They try and get some traps, things of that nature, and then it gets down to I want to say I think it was about nine seconds on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. And then they foul it t- intentionally. So first of all, I'm like, well, if you're if you're gonna defend for that long, just play it on out at that point, in my opinion. Because once you foul, shot clock goes off. Now you have to foul again. You just you just kind of wasted about eight nine seconds at that point. So that's what happens. They foul. Okay, cool. Once again, like I said. Shot clock is turned off now with that foul. Mm-hmm. Warriors take the ball out. Steph Curry holds on to the basketball for about 12 seconds <laughs> before anything happens. The Kings are sitting here trying to trap and, and bottle him up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they can hold the ball for the rest of the game. What are you doing? <laughs> what are I you doing? Like, it seemed like nobody understood that. It was like the look on Sabonis's face was like, like – I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, and that directly affects your last shot because now you can't run anything. You know what? You know what the kicker is, Jason. I gotta look back at the tape again. You know, we don't like to set out here, but I gotta look back at the tape. the The crazy thing about it is, I think they were mad that they got called for a foul in that situation. They were like, like, they were like, (laughs) doing. 
Because I couldn't tell if Sabonis was mad. They didn't foul. They mad. They called it. I'm like, but what are you guys doing? <laughs> and it's like a lot of times on those situations, you say that's on the coach. You know, mm-hmm. say, did you prepare them? Did they know the foul? What was the strategy? But part of you also says, you know what? You're in the NBA. Everyone in the building is expecting you to foul, and you didn't foul. They had so two I- point guards on the floor. De'Aaron yeah. and Davion were on the floor. Two point guards. Got to know that. When they inbound the ball, you've got to say before they inbound the ball, we're fouling. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Steph's waiting to get fouled, and they're like, okay, let's just poke at the ball. I'm like, you know, they, they still <laughs> might have lost the game, but that's the difference between, you know, those good teams and teams that struggle a lot of times. It's just the details. It's what are you doing in that in, the, in situational basketball? And I know they say on the telecast all the time, Mike Brown drills home situational basketball, but I always say, it's rare that a coach doesn't. I mean, you don't have many coaches like in the NBA who just run drills and don't talk situational basketball because a lot of times you don't want to go up and down the court in practice trying to save guys' legs. Yeah. So a lot of it is half-court situational things. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, you, you hope maybe in a month or two they're not making that mistake. But it's like, come on, you had veterans on the floor. What were you guys doing? Yeah, and I would have loved. I, I didn't catch the pressure. I would have loved to hear the explanation as to just what was the plan and the clear lack of execution in that situation. Yeah, I mean, everybody's uh, everybody's got their hands in this one. I mean, like like you said, these guys have played basketball for twenty years now. You know what I'm saying? They, they watched basketball for 20 years. This is this. I don't want to call it elementary. It's not necessarily that, but it's close to it. You know, I mean, these are things you learned in high school. So they got to know that. And But I'm not going to stall Mike Brown out completely. I mean, you're sitting there in front of your bench. Yeah. Uh, I think it doesn't matter if there was a timeout or not. Like once you fouled Curry the first time, Mike Brown and his coaching staff, who I like, who have done a great job. This is not an indictment on them directly, but it's just this particular situation. Somebody on there has to be looking at, hey, shot clock's off at this point. What are we doing? Like, are we fouling? Are we trying to trap and then foul? Like, what? Seemed like nobody understood the situation, and that's that's pretty disappointing to see. Yeah, you're like I said, I forgot about that part. Right in front of your bench, not, the NBA teams only have like 38 coaches now. It's like an NFL <laughs> sideline now, and <laughs> like no one, you know, you have your whole team. Like no one's saying. Like, what, I I was just kind of baffled by that, you know. But I guess they split the road trip. <laughs> They did do that. They did do that. Well, Jason, the game wasn't over at that point. Steph Curry goes to the line, hits his free throws, and you put yourself in a certain situation. I get that. I understand all that. Kevin Herter was fouled three times on that final shot. (laughs) Right in front of the referee. What are we we looking at? What are we doing? And Matt Barnes said on the uh, post-game show, the other, the other frustrating part about that is the, the arrogance of the referee. After everybody's like, "Yo, what are you looking at?" No, no, there was no foul there. No, I'm done. No. What, are, what are you talking about? He got fouled three Two minute report. Yeah. Two minute report. Two minute report. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? So let me ask you this: Do you? Because I don't. I'm not. I'm not succumbing to that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buying into that necessarily. But the evidence is starting to mount up. Do you think that there is a lack of respect 
when it comes to calls when it comes to the Sacramento Kings? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, how does that happen? Because call you're the like, oh, I'm not going to call it because it's the Sacramento Kings. What? what, what? Yeah, it's one of those things. I remember even back in the day, Malone used to preach it and all they would say, you're not going to, you got to play better than better sometimes because you're not getting the benefit of the doubt. And a lot of times in that situation, no ref wants to blow his or her whistle at that moment of the game. I know you're supposed to, but we all know they're human. You all, you know, things get, you know, you, you say, okay, I'll swallow my whistle now. And, you know, if that was Steph, he'd have got five free throws. Oh, right. <laughs> he'd got they like, reviewed for the flagrant. They, they would have reviewed for landing under the... Three. They'd have been like, we're going to give you 10 times chances to make three stuff, you know, because that was egregious. <laughs> yeah, it's... That would have been they, they would have got uh they would have got Malik Monk for uh stepping in the landing area. <laughs> <laughs> he he'd got ejected with zero on the clock. I mean, I mean it's just it comes with the territory almost like you have to, you know, I know the league hates it, but we all see it, you know. Certain players get you know, get certain calls, and those players tend to be the better players. Yeah, and yeah. you know Kevin Herter is not going to get the same call that Luca gets. Mm. Mm. You know, it I'm just so is what it is. And if you're the Kings, yeah, that sucks at the end. But what you have to hate is that you had a double digit lead, a good chunk of that game, mm. a good chunk of that game. I mean, Malik Monk was. I mean, oh my goodness, using Clay. I mean, I was like, I don't know if it's just he's still getting his legs back after you know a couple of years. I'm like. To see Clay get blown by like that repeatedly, that I was like, man, he's torturing he him right now. He didn't stand a chance against Malik. He didn't. No, stand not at all. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's. You know, I guess if you look at the, the the big picture, it's you know two and two out of on, on a four game trip. Mm. You know, you really should you know argue you should went four and zero. Oh. Mm. You, you wow. blew leads in two of those games. Yeah. You know, that the games you lost were games you very well should have won. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're, you know, you can't lose to Charlotte without Rozier and LaMelo. Right. And then, like I said, and this is a game, and the Warriors were struggling. They were real, and the Warriors are giving up like 180 a night. You know, it's. <laughs> 182 to be exact. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been layup line against them for, you know, the last week and a half. Yeah. But in that fourth quarter, they, you know, they figured it out against the Kings, and like you know for like three it's almost like for 45 minutes you know De'Aaron's getting what he wants like I said Malik is just going by clay whenever he feels like it but if I if anything we talked about it last time the switches mm. why is Kevin Herter on Steph yeah well like, get the ball out of his hands yeah I mean 45 points <laughs> get yeah. the ball out of his leave whoever's guarding Draymond leave him and go double Steph like what, what are we doing there what yeah, you think like he's gonna make it it's like the chef is cooking, you know, go get him. I remember I was playing youth ball back in the day. The coach would say, go get him. He'd tell us, to go get him. I'm like, would somebody go get him? He's only got 10, 12, 15. He's only got 40-something points, you know. Maybe we want to get the ball out of his hands. Maybe we want to make the guy shooting six for 18 beat us. Yeah. Maybe we want to make Draymond or Looney, you know, make it. Don't let that guy beat you. I mean, yeah. that's hard to say because he's going to, you know, he's Steph. Yeah. But, you know, I felt because I mean, every time he saw Kevin Herter on him, it's like, okay, oh. barbecue, chicken time, 
Yeah, he's like, it's on now. You know, and I'm like, we talked about it last time. Just when those switches happen, to me, the onus is on the players to see, okay, we're in a bad situation. Let's mm-hmm. go help them. Yeah. You know, like I said, you leave. I mean, Draymond, no, he's going to get left. Right. Right. You know, and at that point, when Steph is hitting threes, you'd rather give up a shot at the rims and give him a three because for him, when he's hot, a three is a layup. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, and even on the shot where not the three, but when the Kings got it to within one, and Steph hit the you know, he jump stopped in the lane, hit a turnaround on Herder. That was good defense by Herder. Yeah. Herder six, six, seven, six, 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 seven, mm-hmm. right there contesting the shot. Steph Curry just got it on automatic at that point. There's nothing you can do about it. All the more reason why get the ball out of his hands. I know it's easier said than done, but get yeah, the ball yeah, out of his hands. Easier said than done, but if I'm the Kings and I've got Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox in the game, mm-hmm. one of you two is attached to him. Yes. You know, yeah. that, that's what I would have, you know, but hey, I don't know the game, the game plan, you know, you know, I don't, you know, whether mix-ups, either way, maybe, you know, Steph had 47. So I don't right. think there's one guy who would have, right. you know, yeah, if you hold him to 42, you win. <laughs> exactly right um a couple of things still coming out of this game that that i wanted to ask you about jason one of the things that we saw at least i saw we saw on this entire road trip and i want to want to know what's going to happen coming home harrison barnes has not been playing good basketball when he's out there the team has struggled mightily when he comes off the court and you bring in a Malik Monk or whatever, the game changed drastically. That's what happened tonight against the Warriors. They started off slow. Malik comes in, gives them that 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 uh, jolt of energy they needed. He scores. He gives buckets. They're back into the game. Same thing at the beginning of the third quarter. Harrison Barnes is out there with the starters. They struggle. Warriors come and do what they do at the beginning of the third. Malik Monk comes in there, starts getting things going. Terrence Davis as well. Is this a situation where Mike Brown is going to have to address this? Because this is three of the four games on this road trip. The starters haven't been able to get them off to a good start, no pun intended. Is this something that you'd still be giving more time to? And it's not just Harrison Barnes. Keegan Murray is struggling right now. He's got a lot of things going on, but he's struggling right now as well. But I mean, how long do you go with this setup at the starting at the starting rotation? I think you kind of this is still probably your best starting group. And like I said, it, Harrison struggling is highlighted more when Keegan's struggling too. So it's it's like once the bonus got going on the trip, the other two guys are like, oh, now we're struggling with our stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's I think you kind of you have to you know let it ride a little bit because I mean, wh- what are your other options? You know. You know, Metu's back in the rotation, but do you yeah. see? Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, my boy KZ just gone. Bro, they got they had they had KZ on the on the second second row today. You see that? He's in the second row. He's sitting next well, to Lindsey. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> why you got I, I don't even know if I've ever seen that. I've never seen guys in uniform in the second row. He <laughs> <laughs> never seen that. If I was a young player and they did that to me, I said, just send me down the stock and don't do this to me. <laughs> him, and, him and Moneki were in the second row. That's don't have me sitting back there with player development during the game. Just send me to, go let me go hang out with Bobby if you're going to do this to me. 
it's, it is crazy, though. I mean, because this is a guy who started your first three games of the season, and now he can't he can't sniff the court. And you've got Harrison struggling mightily out there. And, and really, yeah, he's struggling on the offensive end, but it's the, the combination of not being able to um, stop anybody as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I'm look at Harrison, okay. so. you got to get one of them. You got to get somebody that's going to score or somebody that's going to get stopped. You got to pick a struggle. You got to pick a struggle. Yeah, you can't, you, you know. Struggle. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, but I think, you, I think Harrison has enough of a track record where you give him the benefit of the doubt that he'll figure something out. Yeah, well. You know, and, and Keegan's a rookie. Yeah. And I think even because, you know, he was the greatest player we'd ever seen back in Vegas, it's <laughs> kind of jarring to see him. Getting, open hooks and can't knock them down. Yeah, you know, and part of it is too is that playing defense in the NBA wears you down. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, he's had to chase some good people around and start games. There, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no night off for him. And, the, and a front court player in the NBA, no night off. No, you know, no. unless you're playing like you know, I don't know, who just has a, a front court player who's just like, oh, I mean, it's hard to find that. I mean, he might see Paul George one night. I was about to say the Kings. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, I'm just looking at Harrison's numbers from tonight. Zero points. Oh, man. He went scoreless. Come on, man. 0, and 0, 0 for 4 from the field. Three rebounds, no assist. You know, 4-10 against Orlando. 4-12 against Miami. 4, you know, 4, you know, but... uh. He went from 16 to 12 to 9 to 0. Yeah, it's going to be hard to win if Harrison gets you scores zero points. Wow. It's wow. Going to be, you know, you just, if you're the king, you hope it's an anomaly. Like, okay, there's, it's going to be kind of hard for him to do. Yeah, that's, that's kind of hard to do. Zero. That's an anomaly, but Jason, and I like Harrison. I really do. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to come at him in no way, but this is like the third week we've been saying this. Yeah, he I'm had more crazy. turnovers than points. He had two turnovers, no points, one steal. Yeah, it's just not – it's hard to win if you're getting that kind – you know, that's – the yeah. And Harrison knows that's not good enough. Yeah. Probably why he only played 22 minutes. Yeah, he was out of the rotate. After after his first stint in the third quarter, he was – he didn't see the court again. I mean, it's, you know, then Keegan was only two of seven. Mm. Seven rebounds, two assists, you know, but – He's got three straight games scoring in double digits after he, you know, was setting the world on fire to start the season. You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's got some. He's got some some stuff going on. Yeah, you uh, got. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Six points for starting stuff. forwards is not. Yeah, six points is not going to get it done. Six points nah, for starting forwards. Sure isn't. Kings go down one sixteen one thirteen in San Francisco to the Warriors. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will look at the big picture. King's road trip, what this means, the way they've been playing, um, and how does it uh, does it bode well for the future? We'll get into all that right here on J Street Vibes. Back here on J Street Vibes, and and you have the Bray Wyatt lantern head guy. Yeah. Wow. Does I was Bray Wyatt for Halloween last year. Had the mask. I got the mask back here too. <laughs> the fiend mask. Yeah, I got the fiend mask. Yeah, maybe I should do the next segment in the fiend mask. Go, go ahead. Nah, nah. I won't do that. I won't do that. But yeah, yeah I was so pain for Halloween last. Somebody needs to let the Kings into some wins. That's what needs to happen here. <laughs> let them in. Hey, Ray Wyatt's back. 
the Kings can be back to. This is this is facts. And to be honest with you, Jason, after starting 0-4, is it fair to say they clawed their way to three and six, going two and two on this road trip? They've won three of the last five, if we're you know counting. Mm-hmm. They're playing solid basketball. You get it. You made the argument earlier in this in this uh, episode. They could, could be four and zero on this four game road trip. You know, a couple of tough calls here, tough tough breaks here. They could Tyler be four zero. Hopscotch, you know. Yeah, he was out there, <laughs> out there sea walking. Get a kang. You know, when was the last time we were able to say that? I mean, but at the end of the day, because we were talking to Jesse about it before, they got to find a way to turn these good performances into W's. Mm -hmm. But I mean, three and six in a nine game stretch after starting 0 and 4, where do you see the Kings at right now coming back home uh, for the game Wednesday against Cleveland? Not too far off or you probably I could have guessed they might be. I mean, the schedule was not kind to start, you know, early season East Coast swing. You know, mm-hmm. one of those games being at Miami where weird things happen with the Kings in, in Miami. Not yeah. like the not just like the flu, but you know, just they've had some real weird games down there. That there was the De'Aaron Fox put that one. There yeah. was like even going years back, was it the Marcus Thornton Isaiah Thomas game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they have one uh, where they went to, to overtime and, and LeBron jumped over Ben McLemore? Yeah, they had that one. They had the one where that probably, it might have been the same game where it was like late in the game where Tyreek tried to steal the ball when they were running the clock out and he's like, <laughs> <"This is the layup." laughs> I mean, I've seen some interesting games down in South Beach. So, oh, yeah. what about what about when Marvin didn't uh, guard the inbounds player and they threw it to the to the rim with like point eight seconds to go to win it? Oh man, I that was back in the throne room days because we had a long discussion and long Twitter thread videos. Were brought out. Yeah, it's like no, look, see his hands was like this. He needs to be facing this. Yeah, so it's I mean, like I said, they were they were of uh, a. Tyler Hero triple jump <laughs> run, you know, <laughs> from going to overtime out there. To me, the disappointing, the real disappointing game was the Charlotte one. Mm. I mean, that's a game where you've got your you got your people. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to they, they, yeah. no, hold up. I got that wrong. They, no, no, they, 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 won, they won against Charlotte. Flip. They beat Charlotte. My bad. I got yeah. that flip. You think, you think about the Miami one though. The Miami one yeah, is I, the, I, got, I got my team slipped. They're gonna they gonna hate me, but yeah, they beat Charlotte. I'm thinking about yeah. that. They should have won the Miami game. They were yeah, they, in control they of that. Miami. I know De'Aaron wasn't there, but Jimmy Butler wasn't there on the other side. I think they were in control. Not, I don't want to say control, but it's almost like the Warriors game. I think they were up eight to ten, you know, midway through the fourth quarter. And you'd want to bring that one home. And um, just, you know, some some miscues here and there, some lapses on the defensive end, some lapses on on the boards um, kind of kept them from winning that game. And it was kind of like the Warriors game, just a couple of lapses here or there. You played a really good game overall, but on the road against good teams, you got to finish them out. And, and lapses will happen when you got one of these cups in your hand during the podcast. <laughs> then you think Charlotte. What's in the cup? What's in the cup? A, little, a little, a little. My friend Earl Stevens. A little Earl Stevens. Okay. okay. Little, I'm, I'm mad at that. 
buddy Earl. Yeah. So, the, hey, don't don't kill me. I'm you know blame this for why I thought they lost in Charlotte for a minute. I got I, I got I was getting the teams mixed up. But yeah, but then you know you had the the you know they you almost had what was nearly a debacle in Orlando. Mm. I mean they lose that one. People are gonna. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah, saves them. That was that, and and De'Aaron was clutch. De'Aaron in this Warriors game tonight. I mean, it wasn't thirty-seven, but I mean, he had twenty-eight. I think twenty-eight. And how many assists did he have on the night? I mean, he was nice. Yeah, six assists. You know, eight to seventeen from the field. Uh, yeah, he was he was fine. Ten to twelve from the free throw line. So what we saw from him in this in this road trip in the two last two games of this road trip. That's something that's certainly encouraging because it goes with the way he started the season where mm-hmm. it feels like you can you can count on De'Aaron every night. That's what it feels like. And that, and that seems like the first time that we could really say that in his career. Like every night we can count on De'Aaron. De'Aaron going to show up. It wasn't even like he was like overly killing tonight, mm-hmm. but he still finished with 28. Yeah, you still go, okay, yeah, he, he did his thing. Yeah, you know, you don't look at it be like, okay, there, there wasn't these long stretches where you're like, where's De'Aaron? Mm-hmm. He, he, you're not seeing those right now and back to that Orlando game that shot he made reminds me of another one of my pet peeves in basketball I don't mm-hmm. care how much time is left do not let a guy just dribble up and get a shot up they yeah I mean in that situation though you're worried about fouling you don't want to foul he was going to go to the cup if you're the, def- if you're the defense you, you're not expecting De'Aaron to shoot from 35. You got to know he's not going to – I mean, I know he's fast. Once he started going <laughs> up, though, he only had one play. Yeah. I mean, it's like I know he's fast. He wasn't going to get all the – I mean, he wasn't going to get to the cup in 1.8. <laughs> no. I was like, I mean, guys practice those shots. Guys yeah. practice 35, 40-foot shots. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I remember I think when uh, back in the day when Tyreek made that long one to beat Memphis. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, we we do their games at the end of practice that we really practice shooting these long shots. I heard Magic Johnson say way back in the day because he's to make them a, probably more than most. Mm-hmm. Like we practice them, we practice throwing the ball from sixty feet, just in mm-hmm. a random case you might need that shot. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was just you know one of my I mean, I have a pet peeve every week. That's my pet peeve on that one. It's like pet peeve of the week from Jason. Yeah, Jones. Don't just let a guy. I mean, King's been. Just don't let a guy get off a. This may, you know, make them have to change direction a little. Right. Yeah. But hey, the Kings benefited from it. Yeah, he shot that like he like he, like he practiced that shot. Yeah, straight up, straight up. And like I said, man, two and two on the road trip. Um, you know, you get to three and six where all right, you 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 can you can see, you know, some light at the tunnel. You can you can see what's going on. You know, I think a lot of the times we look at, you know, uh what we want, right, with the Kings. We want them to be this team that's 10 games over 500. And then we, ah, hell yeah, that's the goal or whatever the case may be. But they finished the season three games under 500. They're in the playoffs. <laughs> or they're at least, like, in the play-in. Yeah, so, they're, 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 I mean, well, I don't know this year. I mean, Utah decided they not to tank so far. I mean, well, I mean, the Lakers, to that. Lakers are taking a jazz spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm being facetious when I say that. I mean, I don't, I don't expect the West to be what it looks like right now. And Warriors at the 12 seed. <laughs> I mean, that, that's wild, right there. We get to we get to April, and the Warriors is like, well, 
maybe we can get you know i don't know time to blow this thing up you know we got 28 wins this season yeah yeah so i mean the the kings are playing they're playing good basketball the next step is you want to see that turn into consistent w's you know what i mean you want to you want to see um in the two losses they had on this road trip you're up eight to ten points midway through the fourth quarter you want to bring those games home I know they're against good teams. I know it's on the road. You want to bring those games home. And and that's the next step for this team, I think, is being able – you've shown that you can compete. Being able to close it out now is what you're trying to do. Yeah, it's situational basketball. It's no, you know, it's like, okay, they're making a run. What are we going to – and I thought they did that against Golden State. They got some good looks for De'Aaron in those situations. Or yeah. Malik knew I can go by Clay right now. So I think, you know, it's just – it's going to come down to probably some more, some better defensive execution. Like, you know, recognizing the personnel on the other team and saying, okay, that guy can't beat us tonight. Yeah. He's going, you know, in Miami, that guy's tight. You can't let Tyler hero beat you when there's no Jimmy Butler. Right. You know, tonight, Steph is Steph. You know, right. I, I would love to like kill them because they couldn't hold, I mean, they, they couldn't check Steph, but there's a lot of people in the league who can't check Steph. Steph Curry, Steph Curry had 47. He was 17 to 24 from the field. Steph Curry hitting 17 field goals. I don't think you're winning. I don't yeah. care about everybody else on the world. Those are like crime shack for 24. <laughs> no, that's like back in the day when, but then Shaq would get you 40 with that, you know, yeah. free throws. But yeah, those are like, those are like Zion Williamson's on the roll type shooting nights. Right. Except he's hit three. 17, five or six are probably going to be threes. Seven to 12 from beyond the arc on the night. Oh, Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. No, well, you could have got, got the ball out of his hands at the end of the game. How about that? That's what you could have done. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Kings finished two and two on a four game road trip. They come home on Wednesday night to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll preview that game just a little bit. When we come back right here on J Street Vibes. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones with a little Earl Stevens in his cup. I see you. I see you, man. It's 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 late on a Monday night. This is how we doing it. Um, Kings come back home after the four-game road trip to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think Cleveland is eight and three. They lost to the Clippers uh tonight. So I think that was their second loss or third loss. They're eight and two. Eight and two, second loss of the season for the Cavs. Playing really good. Donovan Mitchell has been balling. All right, so they 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 they're coming in cooking. Um, Kings come back home, and I'm expecting that they. One of the things they have to do, Jason, is they have to start playing better at home. Right mm-hmm. now, I think they're one and three at home to start the season. They were bad last year at home. They were bad the year before at home. They have to start playing better at home, regardless of who the opponent is. I know it's a tough opponent, schedule, all this other stuff. You've got to start establishing that when you come to go to one center, you're in for a night if you're if you're the opposition. Yeah, and it's just usually it's the opposite where teams that aren't really good play really well at home and they lay eggs on the road. But over like last two, three, seems like two, three, four years, all the King signature wins are road wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's just, I don't know if it's an anomaly. It's just weird. Yeah. You know, and, but then again, I, I'll say it about last season, the way they were looking, they didn't give the fans much reason to have energy. No, not at all. <laughs> They're just really, I mean, 
I was glad I wasn't on the beat anymore. I'm like, I don't want to go watch that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> like, who wants to watch that? You know, but I think they got to come out and just, I mean, this fan base is begging for a reason to go crazy in that building. Right. Begging for it. Like, they're, gotta, they're, they're, they're looking to go crazy on Wednesday night to get to four and six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's they're like, yeah, let's go. I want like they're hyped up. They're ready to go. I think they will play good on Wednesday. I, I see this team coming together and I see them coming together to the point where I think it will turn, turn itself into, into W's into wins. And I'm not saying they're going on this big, long streak or anything like that, but slowly, but surely they're starting to play better and better. And and I think they'll learn whether it's the Aaron Fox, Malik Monks, whether it's the rotations, uh, the substitutions, all this other stuff. They'll f- start finding the ways to piece together uh, ways to win at the end of these games. I, I'm and I think Wednesday is going to be a good start for that. It takes time, you know, but yeah, this is going to be a monster for him. I mean, Donovan is just rolling right now. Yeah, you know, you know if it's not him, you got Karis Levert hitting you. You know, Garland comes back. And don't even get to the front court. You know, Jared Allen, a probably Kevin Love off the bench. I mean, this is a they, good team. They rolling. They yeah. rolling right now for sure. Hey, we asked a question uh, before we started recording. Let's bring it to the show. <laughs> Let's bring it to the show. Luke Walton is coming back to town on Wednesday as the Cavs assistant. And, and Jesse posed the question, who gets a better reception? Luke Walton or Marvin Bagley? I think, I think, or how should that question be answered? Would it be who gets booed louder or who gets a better reception? I think uh, almost like who gets booed because I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think a lot of the Marvin stuff was really wasn't about Marvin. It was about his dad. Right. But he's guilty by association. He's guilty by association. He didn't exactly, you know, he didn't, you know. He you didn't know. stop it either. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, I don't know if he could stop it, but he also didn't say, hey, I'm not with that. Like, I ain't, you know. Exactly. That's what I, that's you know, what I so, you know, but then, first off, Luke's not going to get like an introduction because he's an assistant. <laughs> but I think from the moment Luke was hired, people were programmed to hate the hire. And I don't think anything, no matter what Luke did, it was like, you know, they're winning in spite of him. And I think okay. to this day, if I'm, I'm not looking, second highest win percentage in Sacramento era history is still belongs to Luke Walton. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Adelman, Luke, still. That's nuts. And Luke didn't have a team this good. No. No. <laughs> That's true. I always, I always thought, I mean, Luke, I, I never really knew what to think of him because of what you just said. I never thought he necessarily always had the horses. You know, the the two times they got him players, they played better. And that was before um, COVID shut down the season when they went and got Bazemore, uh, Lynn, and who was the other guy? They got one, I thought they got one other guy. Those were the two. I'm trying to remember who the other guy was. I can't remember who the other guy was. But then he also made the decision to start um, – start bogey over Buddy Hill turned their season around. They were playing really well. Yeah. The following year, the following COVID year, they went out and got, that's when they got uh, Ron, Wright. Ron Wright 
And who else was Terrence Davis? Terrence Davis, yeah. Yeah. And they got one other player too. And it got them some players and they started playing well. So, yeah. Cause I mean, that first year, that, that was not that first year, that first year under Monty McNair, that team was not designed to win games. No. And I think, not at the start and, I, and, and I'll say this, you know, people know, you know, me and Luke were in, we were at the same age, we were in college at the same time, you know, even though he used to, he eliminated my guys from the Pac-10 tournament back in the day, you yeah. know, and everyone's like, oh, Luke's a Laker, so of course Jason likes him. But <laughs> the <laughs> thing is, is just this, I think if you remove all, just objectively look at it, those teams weren't supposed to be good. I mean, if you go into an off season and you say our big pickup is Hassan Whiteside, and that's it, and and Glenn Robinson the third, wow, you know you you know you lost Bogey for nothing, wow. I mean, I understood the decision, but still, you got nothing for him, you know. So I mean, I just you know a lot, you know you you know you just suffer from the kind of the circumstance. I mean. He did no better or no worse than anybody else before him. Dave mm-hmm. Yeager got 39 wins, and I think everyone was like, you know, th- you know, th- that made him the messiah of post-Adelman coaches. But also, they were still like nine games off the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Marvin said anything about Sacramento really. So I think if the, the fans are just not, not going to like Luke no matter what. Yeah, I, mean, I think Luke. Now that we talked this through, I think Luke gets would get yeah, more. The fans like, just don't like Luke. They he, got he, mad that Luke said, "I got to check out the tape," as if that was like <laughs> like no coach had ever said that before. And I'm sitting there going, "Why is this a big deal?" Like every coach I've ever covered in any sports, I got to see the tape first because whenever you go to the next day of practice or the next pregame presser, you ask them, "Now that you reviewed the tape, what did you see?" Yeah. People forget they're answering questions about the game within like 10 minutes. They don't yeah. remember everything. They have to go back and say, you know what? I'm going to look back and realize, you know what? Maybe he was in the right position. You know, maybe I should have called a better play. But yeah, if if, if the fans had their choice, they're going to be way more mad at uh at Luke. I think the anger at Marvin is that he's not Luca. And that's not Marvin's fault. Well, some of it, though, is the dad. Yeah. And. and- and and there's a there's a I don't want to say Marvin never stood up to him because like I've always said that's his dad like you ain't I wish he would tell his dad to be quiet and yeah, what, what, what you stand up to that ain't happen. Marvin, would be, Marvin would be in street clothes in a second <laughs> but, but the, all he ever had to do was say look man whatever he says that's what he says they don't that does that's not how I feel. If I got something to say, I'm going to say it. Don't attack. De'Aaron did it. De'Aaron said, look, man, whatever my dad's saying, that's what my dad's saying. You you go talk to him. His dad was going at Marvin. <laughs> His dad was going at Marvin's dad. That's what made it so funny. <laughs> he, said, look, he, he said, look, don't ask me about that, bro. Like, don't ask me. If you gotta- I had a call with my family. told them, when y'all go out there saying stuff, they asking me about it. And that's what, that's what people wanted Marvin to say. And maybe he did. And maybe Marvin Jr., Big Marv, was like, I don't care what you're saying, son. I'm going to do what I want to do. I think but for that, the end, too, Marvin was ready to go. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, was, he was ready to go. So he wasn't going to be saying glowing things. He was ready to go. I mean, started that season out the rotation. Started the season with the note from his agent. 
Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Like, the day before opening night. Asian was like, this is some bullshit right here. What the <laughs> hell are y'all doing? And I think, you know, like I said, it was time for Mark. And I had said a year earlier, it was time for this of this just in this chapter. I was like, it was and for me, it was no slight at Marvin. I was just like, whatever Marvin do, was gonna do at that point was never gonna be good enough in sack. He needed a fresh start. I was like, it's not gonna, it's not working, it's not going to work. It's just not. And yeah. that happens a lot when a guy goes right before like a generational talent. Everyone's looking at him like, well, why aren't you that guy? Mm. Like, like what, what was Marvin supposed to do? We want to take you second. Don't you dare take me. Take Luca. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't going, it just wasn't going, you know, and like, you know, the note from the agent, you know, the fact that they pretty much told Luke, don't play him. Mm-hmm. Start the year. And then, and then when Luke asked him to come in, he refused to go into the game. Yeah. Like I said, it was, t- you know, so maybe, I don't know if he'll pass Luke and booze, but there's going to be somebody who remembers that. Yeah. Neither one of them will ever approach Spencer Hall's or Jason Terry levels. No, no, they, they're not reaching that. But fortunately for Marvin, or unfortunately, I say unfortunately because I don't want to see this for the young man. He won't even be playing when he comes to Sacramento. He's still hurt. So they'll have to wait a year. And maybe a year from now, the Kings will be in the playoffs and – the the anger and the 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 angst that Kings fans have would have subsided a little bit. And when Marvin comes back, the booze won't be as bad because hey, we're in the playoffs now. What do we have to be angry for? Like fine. Maybe. You're back. Let's well, but I still say, you know, Spencer Halls is the barometer. Oh, Spencer Hawes is the worst. I mean, Spencer is the barometer. I used to call Spencer my favorite Republican. Oh Jesus. <laughs> because yeah, he was such a like a conservative troll and yeah, I feel like, you know, but we, Spencer, myself, and John Brockman all bonded over our love of professional wrestling. Well, Spencer Harris, in the, in the words of Tony Giovanni, you can go to hell. Straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in, in, in the Jason Terry booze, because God Jason forbid Terry. Jason Terry didn't want to play for the Kings like anyone ever did at that point. Jason Terry can go too. Him and Spencer can go. That's it. They're, they're like they're, they're like on the Kings fans Hall of Shame. It's like, <laughs> like whatever the opposite of getting your jersey retired. That that's what they are. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. So on that note, um, Kings Cavs on Wednesday. The way this like recording schedule for J Street Vibes goes, it'll end up being another post game show. We we'll have to figure that one out though. That might be late late night because I'm actually going to the game. So. I, I'm, I may decide to go. I don't know. I, I, I hadn't thought about it. I was like, oh, it's a Wednesday. I don't have my kids that night. Maybe I will show up. I'm yeah. only, if I go, I'm only going to hang out with Luke Walton. Well, that's I'm going to commiserate with Luke. Because, I mean, what was it, a couple of years ago, I got a picture of me with Demarcus. Like, uh-huh. oh, look at them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to put that with my picture. I'm going to get a picture with Luke. And I'm like, oh, look at them commiserating about the, the good old days when they won, like, what was it? They had a winning streak and they beat the Clippers in L.A., you know, then we'll talk about Pac-10 basketball and why Cal is not good anymore, and he'll laugh oh, at me. Good and, you know, and fans will try to throw things at me for like, yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't throw nothing to Jason, please. please don't. I, 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 I got no beef with nobody. <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll be recording again this week after Cavs, Kings. Uh, Jason, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I mean, I guess maybe by then we can have another why the Kings didn't draft Donovan Mitchell discussion. 
No, no, because the Kings are going to win on Wednesday. You heard it here okay. first. Okay, Kings they're going to be like, yeah, yeah. we turned what could have been Donovan Mitchell into Justin Jane, Justin Jackson and Harry Giles. But hey. they, they eventually got Malik Monk, though. You know, that's my boy. I've been saying get Malik Monk. Yeah, you've been on you was on the Malik Monk train. I remember that one game where he came in and they got the game winning shot. You was like, that's Malik Monk, though. Come on, man. I was trying yeah, to tell Malik him. Monk. They, they eventually Malik he had, him a little bit more. Yeah. He had to tell you to go. He had to go from is it what they say he's like 23, 24 still? <laughs> no, right. Yeah. It I seems was like it feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not even 25. It's crazy. That's, that's crazy. It feels like Malik Monk is so much older. I know, right? Mm. So, but well, being in Charlotte must age you. <laughs> I guess so. Shout out to the Queen City. Shout out to uh, the homie uh, Sheena Luck. You know, what I mean, big up star. Um, Sheena Quick. No, I know another girl named Luck in in Charlotte. That hey, report- hey, just just chill now. You don't want to get yourself in trouble now. Well, I don't know them like that. They report to, on the on on the Panthers <laughs> and the Hornets and all that other stuff. Like in in ACC basketball. Hmm. Yeah, they do. My, boy, I, my boy Rob Boone is out there. He covers the, the Hornets. So, yeah, big ups, big ups. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's all the time we have for today. J Street Vibes, Jason Jones. You can find him on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Or I might and, be talking about wrestling again. I don't know yet. Hey, man, it's always a good thing to do. And so, you can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at IMK Diddy. And uh, yeah, we'll be back later this week. Cheers. <laughs>